0: Welcome back to another episode of the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Sean and Dane are back with you once again, ready to bring you audio gold. Dane, what's going on, man?
1: Same old, same old, brother, but a little different this time. It's a little magical. I don't know if you can tell in our voices, but we are in person.
0: We are live in our, in a, I guess, new studio. New studio. Yeah. Hooked up to new, the iMac. Uh, set
1: sexy. we set up. We look fresh a little bit, except Sean wore sweatpants. But we'll- You're in jeans, like... I know. What are you doing? Dude, jeans are just as comfy to me as sweatpants.
0: All right, well, um, on that note, um, <laughs> let's keep tradi- uh, tradition going here. All right, so let the folks know what we're sipping on tonight in the segment we call What You Drinkin'? <laughs> what
1: you drinking? Well, Sean, fantastic rogue beer yet again. This one... It's a badass can. It's totally dope, dude. Um, it's called Bat Squatch and it's a hazy ipa um honestly like i got this crazy concoction of like five different rogue ipas this was the best one by far um what is there to say about it i mean 6.7 percent very drinkable It's an enjoyable ipa not too happy and uh yeah delicious so uh go get you some rogue brewing
0: thanks for letting us know what you're drinking dean
1: No problem. That's also brought to you by Colorado Cornhole Connection. Do you need some print on stuff for cornhole? Boards, score towers, flags, you name it, he's got it. Don Neuvauder over at Colorado Cornhole Connection. Hit him up. Use code BIGASP10 to get yourself 10% off at iheartcornhole.com.
0: Well, cornhole peeps, we have an awesome episode planned for you all today. We're going to recap the action that happened over the past weekend. We have some bags to review. We have Lucky Bags and Kill Shots up for a powerhouse lineup of bags today. Then we're going to be joined by Lyle Gravitt, founder of Woodbury Management Group. Um, they're the ones that represent Guy, Graham, Davis, etc., Who happens to also be a patent lawyer, and he's going to shed some light on the Game Changer patent. And he's bringing along some friends, Dane. He's bringing along the lovely Miss Allison Peters. Heck yeah. And the goat Mr. Matt Guy. But before we get into all that, we bring you what's going on in our cornhole lives in a segment we call In and Around the Hole. Are you too
1: good for your home? Answer me! Brought to you by Airwolf Athletics. Helping athletes look swag as hell. All day long. You want to look like the pros? Well, guess what? They're all wearing Airwolf Athletics. Check them out. Go to airwolfathletics.com. Use code Big ASP and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Dan, what year is it? 2021.
0: That's right, it's 21. The year of Blackjack Cornhole, the home of the best-looking bags around. And now you can even customize your own Blackjack Reynolds bags. And they just released a new Reynolds... AV bag. Yes, it's, they did. If you haven't, if you haven't snagged your set yet, um, I think they released right.
1: If not, the very very soon, or it's somewhere yeah. this week. I mean, I, I think. saw the teaser, so I'm telling you,
0: these. If you like, if you're a Victory fan and you're a Pro Advantage fan, um, it's basically they fucked. They had a baby. They came up with the AV. It's a really whole forgiving bag. Um, it's a nice alternative for people who like a carpet bag, but maybe want just a little bit of a different feel to it. But, um. Uh, back to Blackjack, obviously, so yes. I didn't mean to get on a tangent. Yes. <laughs> you get free shipping with amazing customer service. It's really a no-brainer. So stop what you're doing and go grab your gear from blackjackcornhole.com. Save 10% if you use code BIGASP.
1: Check out. So, Dane. Yep. Did you play it all this week? I actually just played uh, yesterday, which was Monday, okay. in a little uh, little ditty called the Cornhole Olympics. Um, oh, you so participated? I did, yeah.
0: So what just tell people, explain a little bit what's the Cornhole right, Olympics?
1: So Cornhole Olympics. Uh, basically we were in teams of eight and we had eight bags I'm gonna grab myself a beer at here each me. set of boards. So we had two we had a, a set of regular boards, like twenty seven feet apart. We had a set of tailgate boards, we had a set of mini boards, we had a set of this dope ass new game called Triple Threat. And then, finally, last but not least, we have the airmail box. Okay. So you get to throw one bag. You throw one bag. Each person on your team gets one bag. You throw, add up your total score. You go down and back twice, add up your total score. Then you put it down. The team that has the highest score at the end wins.
0: How many people were on the team?
1: Eight. Okay, so was it like just like a blind draw kind of thing? Like yeah, yeah, we all so walked no in and grabbed anything. Yeah, okay. uh, captains. We just picked like the pros that were <laughs> who, uh, that who was were on your it. team. Uh, so I had uh, James Reski was my pro, okay. and uh, it was really just like me and Tony Rinaldi with James. So, really? Yeah, we had uh, and then you know a bunch of like newcomers like, and stuff okay, and, like, in the league. Like, but th- we had a ton of fun. That's we awesome. won the we won the mini board championships. Just demolished everyone. Really? Just, Let's, let's. We scored forty-one points in our, in our rounds with in mini boards. If you have ever played with how tiny those things are, is money.
0: Well, Ronaldo would be good at that. He's got little hands.
1: <laughs> he does. So. And yeah, we were both <laughs> pretty good at that. Um, but dude, game of the night, triple th- triple threat. It's uh, it's super cool. This new game is got like three holes diagonal on it. Okay. This dude just started it up, and apparently he's going to be having like uh, cornhole solutions start making his tops for him. Okay. And basically, it's like three points is the front. Okay,
0: plate. I did see that. Okay, yeah. so does it go three, one, two? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it did. It's it's hard because you don't get any points for leaving a bag on the board. Now it's the boards
0: the are um, a little wider, though.
1: Slightly. Okay. I think they might be like three inches wider. It's oh, not crazy. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I was thinking it might be like three feet. Yeah. No. Okay. No. It's not. It's not that crazy.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. My week um, up until today <laughs> has been absolute shit. Um, my son came down with a stomach flu on Wednesday. He then gave it to my wife and daughter on Thursday, who were then nice enough to share it to me on Saturday. So we were all down for the count, like hardcore this weekend. There was a bunch of cornhole on this weekend. Everyone, it's widely known that I am a huge cornhole loser. I got to watch... <laughs> very little like the minimal of anything just because i was thought i was i thought i was finding jesus stain like
1: i really thought i was it was a near-death experience i thought i mean you um, know what they say the flu is the gift that keeps giving
0: but so. you know what like so i kind of it's like that 12 hour thing you know what i mean he runs right through you I'm, i was sunday i was just dehydrated trying to catch up monday I go to work drop off the kids i'm on the turnpike um out route eight so it's a good 20 miles i'm just about to get off the exit my fucking tire blows out had to get my car towed it was just it's um but this weekend but this weekend let's move on to
1: better things let's stop hearing your pity story
0: first time you're back first time in four (laughs) months in four months i get to play in a tournament this saturday yes so i am making a return to competition um this saturday is the cleveland regional um i tried to sign up for the blind draw today but the acl um website was being all weird like it wasn't it wasn't loading like any of the regional um, events or anything no. for okay. anything. So I'll have to go on and try to register later. But I um, we're registered for doubles, you said. Yeah. Um so I mean again, like I'm not I'm not going there expecting to do well just because I haven't played in competition. Or... I've
1: been talking you up to everyone. I'm just like, You guys don't even know. If we're gonna walk in here, if we're gonna destroy <laughs> everyone. I told Timmy Jonas and Eric Anderson just yesterday, I'm like, we're gonna have to face you guys in the first mm-hmm. round. Timmy already have, texted me. Yeah, because you don't have any points. I'm like, we're just gonna mop the floor with you too, and then just move on to the next.
0: Timmy was funny. He texted me. He's like, you know, uh, said, you're coming back, right? And he's like, you know, we're probably gonna face you guys like the first round. I'm like, yeah, I know. But the thing is, like, I've played against Timmy so much, like it's it's no big deal to me.
1: Yeah, and same same with. And, and I know Eric. you've played against Eric a bunch, so
0: I I I don't care
1: I how I do. I set the tone. I set the tone yesterday. Eric and I threw a couple singles matches. You know, he was. Dicking around doing his normal airmail shit. Yeah. Well, guess what? I was dicking around as well, and I, I put up points. I put up a lot of points. So I'm, I'm just take excited it to get back. It's I don't care how I story.
0: do. Um, I'm, I'm excited to the blind draws first, um, just to get out, throw. Hopefully, I can play more than two games. If not, I don't care. Um, I do plan on uh, trying to record some of the bigger matches, commentate some of the stuff, since I probably won't be in it all that long. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm just excited to get believe- back out and see people that I haven't seen in a while. I've talked about cornhole and watched it, and have to throw all these fucking bags all the time. And I'm just—I'm so ready to just go. Never
1: get to throw. I literally,
0: anyone. people, you don't understand. Like, I haven't thrown a bag against another person since the last regional I was
1: at in November. I know.
0: I haven't played one match against anybody.
1: Sean, you haven't been here. We haven't even recorded it. So movie.
0: I started thinking last night. I'm like, well, maybe I'll maybe all this practice will actually show up. Like maybe I'm just hard on myself when I'm practicing and think like you suck like you're only getting this, but then maybe like when I get there I'm like oh well if I average eight or nine like it's I'm gonna do okay you will so we'll see I, I'm just excited to get back there and play and I don't I really
1: don't give a shit I just want to get out of the house and I think I'm more excited than you are to be honest I with am you. just
0: I, I'm ready I'm man for real. I am fucking ready um but so let's, let's touch on uh, there was cornhole this weekend. Yes. The Jacksonville Open, ACL mm-hmm. Open was this weekend. Um, I know there was also an event um, that the Shed put on. Yeah, the blue it was like grass. Kentucky, yeah, Bluegrass, uh, like Kentucky versus the World kind of thing. Um, I didn't get a chance, again, this week has just been awful. I didn't really get a chance to go in and look at tons of the results. I know Trey won singles. Singles, yeah. Um, doubles, I don't know who ended up winning doubles. Oh,
1: God, who was it? Um what, so again, was, you, it, was it? What's it? Go over Jacksonville real quick. Okay. I'll see if I can. So, Dane's uh, gonna look that, that up.
0: So, Jacksonville Open, um, doubles. First of all, um, Fire Cornhole in general had a nice weekend. All right, so doubles was won by um, Jamie Graham and Eric Davis, and they won over Dalton McClem and Kyle Malone. I do want to say McClem is back, um, and when McClem and Malone play together. These dudes are just consistently finding themselves in the mix at every big tournament. McClemm also took second in his bracket, losing um, only to the eventual singles champion of the Jacksonville Open, Alex Rawls, who is a fucking stud. I- I've heard the name. I hadn't got to see a whole lot of him throw. I did go back a little bit today and watched uh, you know, one or two of his matches that were live streamed. Dude, I'm telling you what, man. This kid, it's. I can see why everyone gets really excited. He is really fucking good. He is really, really good. Hell yeah. He's really good. Really good. Um But uh, Alex Rolls, won singles over Jamie Graham in um at, in Jacksonville. I do have to say, like, firebags, man. They they had a nice weekend and Jamie Graham seems to be rounding into form. He was in the championship in doubles, he was in the championship in singles, and he didn't pull it out in singles, but you know, sometimes that happens. But if you get there, you know you're you're no pun intended, you're throwing some fire. So he seems to have figured out the bags. Hopefully he's rounding out into form, getting ready for the next national. To me, that's a good sign of things to come.
1: Dude, honestly, like, that's that's what I took the, away the most from this weekend was that he is just he's slinging again. Yeah. He's slinging. Yeah. And guess what, everyone? I think I said it after the last national. He didn't maybe play his best, but when he figures out the bag, everyone better watch out, and he's starting to figure it out.
0: Well, so. that's, a, that's the crazy part, though, is even Jamie Graham not at his best is still that's better than – He's going to of the field. The
1: bags aren't bad. It's not the no. bags. Like, it's, it's just case. it's something it's a, different to learn.
0: When you've been throwing one bag forever. Exactly. It, it's just it becomes like an extension of your hand almost. But then when you switch it up, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. I don't care how good you are. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. You
1: All want right. me to he want me to rip off these? Yeah, yeah. did All you right. find it? Yeah, okay, I yeah I I right, go them. ahead. Uh, so so
0: this is the results for the shed f- tournament. Yeah,
1: the shed um it was the I guess like the blue. Who grass? I do apologize. vs um, the nation, I think was the they name reached of it. out.
0: They reached out to us. Yeah. Um, and they wanted us to come out and commentate. And I just told them like, listen, the notice Not yet, it was yes. kind of short notice. It was like I think like three weeks ago. I just told them like, listen, if it was if it was next month, I probably could have swung it. Just yeah, I know, mean, I was trying to be real careful with you know all this COVID shit going on. But now that I'm vaccinated and everything, I probably could have swung it. But I'm hoping if they do it next year, I would love the opportunity to go out. They invited oh, no, us yeah. to go out and commentate. Um, some of the the live stream matches. I think that would be a blast. Well, Those guys know, seem love, like a lot
1: of we fun. We love Josh. Dude, so, yeah. Josh, uh, the Cleveland Josh National, Lunsford. we got yes. to hang out
0: with him a little bit. Um, awesome, yeah, was, dude. He was a good guy.
1: Um, all right, so for Bluegrass versus the world, or versus the nation, Friday Blind Draw, Trey Birchfield and Austin Tolls. Okay. Uh, co-ed was Terry Mathias and... Tanisha Lashley, Yep. second so, was Birchfield and Peters.
0: So Lashley we know as the founder of Addicted to Cornhole page on Facebook, who yes. I've been trying to get on the show for a while, but she's uh, quite difficult to get a hold of. So if anyone's listening to this and they know her, give her a shout and tell her to reach back out to me. We had planned on having her on, and then we kind of just lost contact. So.
1: Um, and then A Singles was Trey Birchfield and yep. Eric Zockline in second. A-doubles was Devin Harbaugh and Tony Smith with first. Second place was Greg Geary and Jimmy McGuffin. Women's singles, Allison Peters. Second was Marsha McGuffin.
0: So Allison won singles. She won singles and
1: doubles. Her and Sam Finley brought home women's doubles as well. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's it. And then the four-man team, Matt Guy and Brett Guy, along with uh, Matt Morton and Bradley Powers took home that. And then team, Team Bluegrass won over... Okay. The rest of the country.
0: Um, and I believe uh, going back to Jacksonville just for a second in women's doubles, I believe Bella Superna, and then I, I um, don't. Who was she playing with? Was she was? Was she with? Uh, God,
1: you're gonna make me look something else up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I
0: don't, don't. Don't worry about. It. I know. I. I'm almost positive she won doubles. Um, again, she's not a pro yet, but when she's ready for it, uh, she's gonna. I mean, she's becoming quickly a, a, a force to be reckoned with for sure um so I'm she throws a mean bag you know what I mean she yeah. she has all the shots she can hit an airmail she can roll it flop it um she, I mean she throws a really nice bag so uh, I'm excited to kind of see her up and coming um is it's, I think it's fun to see how much young talent there is and I think she's only like 15
1: yeah she played with uh, hunter thorn okay yeah
0: yeah it was uh it was crazy though, but yeah. So hats off to her. I know she had another really good weekend. So,
1: or no, she didn't. She didn't play with.
0: No, it was in uh, women's doubles. I I think she yeah,
1: won. I have no idea. Don't
0: worry about it. I, I'm pretty sure I can't. I just I, I apologize. I can't remember exactly who she won. And I, I think it was somebody. I think it was a big name though.
1: Oh, is it? Uh, was it Kaylee? Kaylee
0: Hunter? Yes, that's right. That's yeah, yeah, was. that's okay. right. yep. Kaylee. I Hunter. saw Hunter. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. that's it no. Kaylee. Yeah, that's right. That's who it was. Yep. So, um, yeah, they had a nice run, and uh, it was kind of a big signature win for Kaylee Hunter. First time as, like a pro yeah. winning yeah. a big event, so yeah, it's nice a to stamp see. You. On it. All right, so let's jump over to uh, the bag review, okay? Oh, yeah. And ba- the bag review is brought to you by Bagsboard, the maker of the original cornhole bag backpack. Now offering a build-your own feature that has over ten thousand combinations to choose from. Need patches. Go to BagsBoard.com. Visit BagsBoard.com and grab yours today. I actually just dropped off Dane's custom bag today. You went, um, so we kind of stuck Cleveland theme. (laughs) We did, yeah. You went old school Cavs colors. Classic
1: Cavs. Orange with the blue zippers and stuff. I got to say,
0: sometimes orange doesn't show up well. like Um, um, This one But this is Pops. pops. Yeah, this is like legit. It it, it looks really, really nice. And orange
1: is my favorite color, so I love it.
0: All right. Okay, so let's start off with Kill Shots. All right. All right, so we have five total bags. We are doing Kill Shots and Lucky Bags. The two Kill Shots bags that we're going to review today are the Predator and the Magnum. Okay, so let's start off with the Predator. You have it in your hand. I
1: do. Go with it. All right, so Predator. Slick-style bag. Um, it's got a controllable slow side, though. Um, control side is about 6-7 out of 10, and then 8-9 on the fast side. Um, or uh, Yeah, slick side, I guess. Um it's the fast side is the same fast side that's on the 357. Um, it's much, it's it's way more full yeah. than a 357, uh, especially those Gen 2s. Um, but it's, I, I like the fact that it's got some ass behind it because a lot of those kill shots, they just feel super, super floppy. So this almost feels more like the uh, um, RPG in your hand. A little bit, yeah. A little bit more, a little, little thicker. Um, so this slow side, it's something like. I mean, you, we have felt it on bags before. I think it's somewhat similar to uh, a lot of those reverse sides that we're feeling mm-hmm. on stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, would you would you say it's the reverse of the fast side? Let me see it real quick.
0: I don't. I don't believe it is though. It's it's not exactly. Um, it's not this, and I'll I'll explain to you why. Fair afterwards With the next but,
1: bag, but you know, it's got that like. It's got that like little bit of tackiness to it, almost mm-hmm. like you feel like I'm like the tsunami and stuff like that. The Bag Daddy three has something similar, yeah. but this one's uh, not quite as tacky as those. Um, but all in all, like good bag. It was a, uh, you know they they put this out like as pro stamped off the rip, which yeah. we both thought was smart.
0: Yeah, I, it was a bag that they I thought speed wise they were missing in their lineup. Yes. You know, they had the player's material, which is like that carpet for, all right, so because they kind of went... player's
1: a little faster than you think it is, but...
0: Player's material is like a five, I'd sure. say. <laughs> it's Player's material is slower than that bag right there, and I would consider that like a six. Players, I consider like a five, because carpet, I consider like a three or a four. Yeah. All right, so they didn't have like that all slide type bag. They had the M134, which was just a... Like a Viper killer almost, Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, a super fast uh, and fast. Go go bag. Yeah. Um they didn't have like same that middle of the road. Yeah, they didn't the same have way. like that middle of the road um, speed bag. They added that with this bag. Um it is a very full bag. You need it to break because if it if it doesn't break down, it does clog the hole open. I'm not gonna lie. But all in all, I, I love we actually talked about this as we were walking up the stairs. We were looking at the bags. You could say anything you want about Kill Shots, but they do a nice fucking job. Dude, of printing their print is
1: dope, like and their one, designs are great. This was like the launch edition one, I believe, with yes. like the Predator yeah, on yeah. it and stuff. Like, I mean, yep. he it turned out really, really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean the the printings on it really nice. It's a good all around bag. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not my favorite of all the Kill Shots bags. The next one that we're gonna go over, <laughs> this one I was I was a, I was a fan of. Um, Appropriately named Magnum. Yes. All right, so. This is I would I would characterize this as a control style bag. All right. Um 5 out of 10 on the slow side with like a 7 out of 10 on the slick side. It on the slow side is the material that I think Kill Shots kind of took over the game with for a while. It's their players material. All right. They paired that with this new um slick side in the Kill Shots lineup they're calling it the Mag. If you look at it really closely, I'm pretty sure that this slick side is the reverse of the slick side of a 357. Mm-hmm. All right, so they just wanted to take just a little bit off. So um, if you're familiar with throwing a 357, it's got the player's material and then a very fast, fast side. Like they rated an eight. I think a fast side of a 357 is more yeah, like yeah. a nine. Yeah. Um, the one thing about this bag, so when I first picked it up, um, you know, I ordered, I think I traded somebody or bought them off somebody and I got them out of the mail and I took it out. I felt the player's material, I knew that right away, but I took it out and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this feels like a giant three fifty seven. Yeah. It is a huge template. This is we're talking like game changer size template. Like it is a very big bag. I mean, here
1: I'll I'll show you the size comparison. Like it's um size it's it's pretty big bag. Here. Um it's I mean it's Yeah, I mean you can see the outline. We're comparing it, it
0: right so now or, to the Predator.
1: Yeah, you can see the outline and of the magnum going back to the predator for a second
0: it, uh, the predator is much more of like a rounded smaller bag like type it's not like tiny but it just got that rounded oh, it's corner got that RPG feel to it, yeah, it really now does. this the magnum it's very big i i kind of like it i yeah, mean i and really
1: like honestly it's big but it's not like floppy cuz the
0: 357 in general tends to be a smaller template type bag yeah. you put a 357 next to it and this the magnum completely dwarfs it but it it's just as hole friendly. It just I think the slick side of this it takes I don't know why it just seems like it it takes just a little bit more time to break down and become super hole forgiving. Yeah. But I do like the speed control of this side, especially since I've been moving away from throwing really slick bags. This material seems for me to be more at my wheelhouse than than the old um, like the, I think they called it the synthetic material for kill shots. I agree. Yeah so um but yeah i was a big forgot fan how, of it i forgot how
1: good the players material Yeah, i'm telling
0: you man it's still it's still out of all the materials i have like you have reynolds carpet obviously right there yeah um i, I do like bg car uh the carpet material like yeah, that's i'm a huge like a fan of the tango but i nice. like the tango because of the fill in it yeah. but players material to me is still up there that's with nice my favorite feel. material
1: hell yeah um, so what? What's the stamps for this? They that, not, that, is is for this? that is not stamped.
0: That is not stamped, and it will not no be stamped. No plans to be stamped.
1: Correct.
0: Okay. All right. So moving on,
1: dude. You know what? We missed a we missed a big opportunity here. Why? I didn't even think of it till just now. But in a couple weeks, you know, we have St. Patrick's Day, and we're doing lucky bags now. That's all right. We could have done it for St. Patrick's Day, but that's all right. Oh, all right. The potatoes. Oh, the potatoes. Okay. Um, you want to start I with the pro sniper turns purple and smells like rainbow herbert Yes. Yes. Um, pro snipers go for it. What? Have you thrown these yet? Pro sniper? Throw these? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. You never gave them to me. So I had to use other people's Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I would constitute this kind of as a dual slick. It's mm-hmm. close to being control as well. Um, it's a very loose feeling bag. Um, but, you know, that, that control side's about a 6. Fast side's like 9. Very similar to Viper on that fast side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it might be the same material, yeah, it's Viper's 6-like, yeah. Side, yeah. Um, and then, honestly, it's that, that slow side. It's something that you feel and you think it's going to be slower than it actually is. And then you throw it and it's not (laughs) yeah
0: it's something that it speeds up a little bit as you start to throw it um for like all of you fans of the 724 bags if you've had the opportunity to throw like the apocalypse it's that same slow side of the apocalypse or if you're a an aco guy and you like throwing the tsunami it's the slow side of the tsunami it's that same material and i've had people literally argue with me it's not the same guys (laughs) Listen, he knows. I'm not saying it's the same bag. I'm saying it is the same material. Yeah. Now we've gone over this before. Just because it's the same materials on the bag doesn't that mean it's going to necessarily play the same. Not at all. All right, this bag to me, and I tend to like a looser bag. This was almost too floppy for me. Like it was just like I felt like when I picked it up, like it's almost like they forgot to fill it.
1: That's like that was my downfall for this bag. Now if you like a sloppy, sloppy game or like sloppy bag that just melts. This is your freaking bag. And I'm not saying, like, <laughs> like it is
0: super hole forgiving. Yeah, like, this thing, hole you get it by the hole and it's going to slip in. Yeah. I'm just saying, when it comes out of my hand, like, I just, I didn't have a whole lot to grab onto when I was throwing no, it. No, but
1: I'll tell you what, like, it's one of the closest things to game changer hole forgiving that I've seen. Oh, out yeah. There. Oh, like,
0: yeah. And there's crazy. a reason it's super popular. And, like, yeah. I, it's a good bag. I'm just saying, for my taste, I would, I would like, if, if I could get a pro sniper that was, like, maybe had just a little extra fill, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be just money for me like it would be really really nice. But it's a good bag. Um I can see why it's very popular. Um
1: so who ma- who makes the lucky bags? Mike Hennessy. Hennessy. Yep. So Mike Hennessy, if you're listening to this uh Sean wants, you know, said just a little bit more full. Um he will pay you handsomely for them. Moving on.
0: Dan just passed the one apparently <laughs> here, so um, Surefire. Okay. So Surefire. Um I'm going to characterize this as a control bag. Now, if you go on their website and you look at the speed ratings that the ACL came out with, they rate this, the Surefire as the slowest bag of the three that we're going to review today. I just I have a hard time believing that just because I've, I've thrown all three of these. The the Surefire slow side, it, with that cotton-based material, if it's humid, I 100% agree it's going to get very, very slow. It's going to get slow. But on slick boards, these bags are fast. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're very, very fast. Um I'm gonna give it like a five out of ten on the slow side, eight out of ten on the fast side. I, I feel like it can definitely play faster than that, but in slower material or slower conditions, humid, I, I definitely feel like it, it's gonna slow down. Absolutely. Obviously. Yeah.
1: Just be just the type down. of
0: material it is. This is also a very loose bag. To me, it felt a little bit more full than the the pro sniper. I don't know why they're both very loose. I much preferred the Surefire to the Pro Sniper. No,
1: I agree. I like the Surefire a little bit more too. I mean, for the Pro Sniper though, it was just it was too fast for me. I don't know why I couldn't get the thing to stop. But the
0: Surefire, when I picked it up and I threw it the first few times, to me it kind of reminded me of like just a slightly slower all slide, mm-hmm. but like just very very loose. Like it felt like it was already very broken in right away. Now it's ironic the the first set that I had was very very loose, very yeah. broken in then i got a set of the the birch berry ones. Yeah. Those felt much fuller.
1: Which they could have been, I mean. I don't know if they started filling it a little bit different,
0: so, so um but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this bag. I definitely understand why this bag was popular. Again, it's a carpet type bag. It tends to be more of like that cotton based material, but it, it it's very very forgiving yes. for the type of bag you're looking for. And I sell
1: all three of these for Oh them yeah. Are whole,
0: whole oh, uh, 100%. 100%. So. 100%
1: um so let's go
0: to the last one here this was um out of all three of them this was my favorite and i don't think that there's that many out there right now no um i think there's only been like one or two releases of these but this was by far my favorite and this is the shamrock Yes. Um, the shamrock is a carpet bag
1: carpet
0: i'm rating this a carpet good carpet at like a, too. yeah it is i'm rating it like a four out of ten and a seven out of ten yeah the the slick sides like slide right material um maybe that widow type material they're very very close but it plays like seven maybe eight out of ten mm-hmm. the carpet interestingly enough they say on their website plays a little bit faster than the surefire i didn't find that at all i thought that this carpet played very controllable. Yeah, I mean, it played like carpet to me. Yeah, honestly. I mean, no, I don't think this bag flops and rolls. and yeah, does all not, that it's stuff. It's not
1: that kind of a carpet bag, but it's a carpet bag for the hard thrower. Yes, that's that what just I'm wants saying. To it's go a down great. The middle.
0: This is that's that's why it's perfect for me. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit loose. Um, it's it seems like a bigger rounded template on yeah. it. But I'm more of a block and push guy. I'm yeah. not gonna I don't try to get too fancy and cut shots and rolling and bouncing and flopping. I just want to be able to throw a nice flat bag, park it in the middle, push and then repeat. This bag does that very, very well. I really like this a whole lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh when I was uh when I was throwing it with with a bunch of people, I mean, they're huge fans of this one. So, I mean, I was pretty uh pretty glad that came
0: out. yeah so um but again this overall it feels like a bigger bag um but again it's it's carpet paired with like slate slide right type material it takes a little bit of time to get broken in but overall very very floppy and uh yeah it was very solid so nice lineup all right cue the rap horn James all plugs. right reach us at instagram and twitter at big ass Pornhole
1: and facebook at big ass Pornhole podcast Thanks again to our sponsors. Visit airwolfathletics.com for, for all your cornhole swag. Be sure to use code BIGASP and you'll get 10% off. And iHeartCornhole.com for the best boards in the business. Code BIGASP10 will get you 10% off.
0: Bagsboard.com for the sexiest backpacks and patches in the game. And BlackjackCornhole.com for the sexiest bags around. Code BIGASP can save you 10%. All right, well, we had a blast. But now we are going to be joined, so make sure you stay tuned, by Lyle Gravitt, Matt Guy, and allison peters and as always we hope you throw it straight and it's nothing but four baggers from here on out cornhole it later welcome back to the big ass cornhole podcast where we are now joined by a trio of amazing individuals uh miss allison peters mr lyles Gravit, and mr matt guy thanks for joining us people
2: thanks for Uh,
0: having people yeah glad to be here whatever whatever you want to go with Um, so we have a ton we want to talk to you guys all about Um, Matt, you've been here before, so you're kind of old news. Um, Lyle, we're gentlemen, so we're gonna we're gonna start with Allison first, okay? Um, Allison, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do for a living, you know how you got involved in the game, all that kind of stuff.
3: Um, I am a third grade teacher in uh, God bless North you. Carolina, Kernersville, North Carolina. Yes, I've uh, been doing it for a while, and I like it a lot and Um, I originally got started in cornhole. We had, uh, I don't know if any of you, um, on cornhole addicts, I kind of talked a little bit about it. We had a, um, we had a set up cornhole boards outside at the apartment complex I used to live at. And I lived right beside the pool. So I started playing up there and it was basically, if you won, you stayed on the boards. So I tried to stay on the boards as much (laughs) as I could. (laughs) And then I figured out there was tournaments. And after that, uh, I just started going to a couple of tournaments, um, here and there. And then, um, about, I guess the beginning of 19 I signed up for my very first tournament (laughs) and, um, then last year, 2020, uh, Matt probably doesn't even remember this, but he was doing an interview. Him and Brett were on with someone and um, they were talking and I asked a question like, how how do you get better? You know, I'm just this was a year ago. I'm like, you know, I want to get better at this game and what can I do? And I was typing really fast. You know, they were on their little podcast and he said, you know, the biggest thing about beginners is putting the work and the time in and It wasn't a couple of weeks after that, we went on this whole COVID uh, shutdown thing. And as soon as that happened, my claim to it was just basically I was going to ghost it down. I was going to practice hard. During that time, I had read something from Damon Dennis that said, um, hey, you can't show up at a blind draw every night and be a top cornhole player in the country And he had said that on something. And so I was like, I've just got to put in my own work. And so I started with those ghost games. And um, I think one week I remember topping out, signing up for 22 uh, games that week. So we were playing at the AAR, my sponsor, up at the shop, like every single day as much as I could play after work. So that's kind of how everything
0: you You were involved in some of the, were we in the same league? Were you in the same league as us? Probably. Yeah, she was <laughs> the one kicking yeah. our ass yeah. every time. Were yeah. <laughs> you and Samantha partnered up?
3: Yes. Yeah, that's guys, when, yeah, that's when, Samantha, and I, that's when yeah. Samantha and I officially started partnering was in virtual first.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause we were promoting it and yeah. uh he asked uh who who was it? Uh David.
1: Eubanks, yeah. yeah, Eubanks
0: asked us to join. He's like, you know, promoting. I'll, you know, you guys come on, and join, and we'll keep promoting and stuff. I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, he didn't tell us like the caliber of people that were going to be on this. And I'm like, we don't belong in this one. So, like, but it was it was it was a good time. I mean, I think we at least ended up in the the upper tier every time, so that was good. We held our own the best we could. I feel like
1: he just threw us in the upper tier. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, fun. my scores Get were not money. Really yeah. up there.
0: Let's be honest. Um, so your pro partner, you touched on this before, was Samantha Finley. Um, for, uh, two questions. First, is she like ever not smiling? Like she seemed like the happiest person ever.
3: Like all she is amazing. She's always happy. Uh, she's she loves cornhole and she loves winning and she's an amazing partner. She's oh, my definitely yeah. a great prayer partner to have. Yeah.
1: Even the morning after a bender, she just wakes up, like, smiling. I'm like, Jesus, how how are you happy right
0: yeah. now? Maybe she's thinking of Tony Rinaldi or something
1: there. Or... Yeah, can you shed some, like, yeah. how do you feel about this whole this whole feud between Tony Rinaldi and her? Woo!
0: It's funny. I do not, we were talking about Dane, Dane went to the Clash in Iowa, and yeah. Allison was also there, and they were fortunate enough to lose to Samantha yes. and Allison. Yeah. And uh, one of our friends, Tony and Samantha, had, a few words and they still the feud continues Well, like
1: when it's like the night of like playing at the hotel just endlessly and then i heard at the bluegrass this weekend was the same ordeal
3: yes i always i was playing right beside the boards i did not even look i would not even look that way because i saw them two over there and (laughs) i mean stuff you know it was like they were you'll you'll learn some new
1: talk if you just (laughs) listen in Tony's yeah. pretty damn good at
0: it. Yes, yeah, so it's pretty much his only cornhole skill. It is, talking. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but like, in, in a serious note, like Samantha, I know signed with BG, and I know she throws um, Vikings primarily in singles. You're more of a, a slick game changer thrower. Do you guys ever have issues deciding on a bag, which bag to throw? Or do you guys tend to throw a slick bag?
3: Uh, We throw my game changers and doubles and she's her women's partner, Rosie. They throw game changers and doubles as well. So when it's doubles, we're throwing a slick bag. um, We're throwing my my bags and whenever she's playing singles, she's throwing BG bags.
0: So as like a new pro, right? Someone that was having success already. I mean, you had a nice weekend, right? This past weekend. I
3: had a wonderful weekend. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, what
0: what is your advice to newer players or somebody that wants to get better? Like you you said a year ago, you Matt told you something that you know you had to kind of put your nose to the grindstone and really get to it. What would you tell yeah. a new player that wants to kind of get better at their game? Yeah,
3: it it depends on your goals. I mean, if you're trying to be one of the best, you're gonna have to put it's just like anything else, you're gonna have to put in the work and the time and what it takes to be up there but you know if if this is just a hobby or something you like to do for fun you know that's that's a different thing um so it's just like
0: (laughs) (laughs) let me let me ask you though did you were you good at it originally I mean obviously you got better was this something that you found yourself you were kind of just naturally kind of good at Um, because I've been playing like you can practice all you want, right? But there are some people that, God bless them, they just aren't athletes. Like They just don't they, have they that don't have natural aim. skill, yeah. right? So did you find yourself, you're just kind of naturally good Lyle's raising his hand. So
3: Somebody uh, asked me that this weekend about the whole, I can't remember who it was, was asking me about the game. And I said, well, first things first, you have to be able to aim the bag. I mean, you've got to be able to aim. So it does take some skill and some, I think some finesse a little bit with trying to work on, you know, different parts of it, but you do have to be able to, you know, to throw the bag on the board or in the hole.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. And do you have a set practice routine? Do you do anything special or you just, uh, just throw as much as I can, or do you like to, you know, slide and then air mail? Do you have a certain routine you like to follow?
3: Um, I like, I love playing ghost games and I like to play stuff where I put, I like to put bags on the board too. Um, I know Frank and I had started doing that back before USA uh, before the USA tournament. We started putting a lot of bags on the board um, just to try to dodge and be able to push and airmail and all of that. Factoring in was definitely has helped me. I think a lot. Um, that's definitely the parts of the game is trying to focus on the parts I'm not good at and being able to finesse those parts now.
0: Okay, awesome love it well matt welcome back thank you for joining us again
2: oh my pleasure my you pleasure
0: enjoy, you were um i mean th- we've we've evolved since you were last on uh you i think you were on episode like seven or eight like we
2: were i think it was new. seven like, yeah. I,
0: I remember when we started i messaged you and you got back to me like i was like running around the house like my wife still didn't understand like why like i was so excited <laughs> so um this is episode 62 so we've come a long way um,
1: have we though yeah, not really no. So, yeah. I mean, did you still run around the house? I, do, well,
0: listen, I did. I did tell her, like my wife. I'm like, listen, we have, we kind of have like an important interview tonight. Like, I need to get out on time. Like, kids need to go to sleep. Like, so I need to like get out of the house and go. So she's, and she's like, you're such a loser. I'm like, but I put a ring on it, so like you're done. So like we're good. But
1: um,
2: so we'll just go with you've had many more shows since I've been on. We'll leave it. Yes,
1: we'll go. Yes, I was correct. just wondering why why he <laughs> he felt the need to shave before coming on with you, Matt. No. <laughs> that was concerning
0: so um first of all congrats on your uh i guess nobody probably ever told you this before uh congrats on your super hole win right yeah, I yeah i've had some I've people tell that. me that yeah Yep. Yeah. um
2: so you got to tell us what was it like playing with uh with doug flutie that had to
0: be kind of cool right
2: man that was that was a week i mean the whole week from start to finish i'll remember for a long time i had an absolute blast so um i got a call for or yeah, I think it was a call from the ACL that Monday saying, you know, hey, um, the Super whole Celebrity Tournament, we're going to have you involved in it. We're going to team you up with Doug Flutie. Okay, cool. Sounds great. You know, be there already. Friday night, I'm in. Great. And I've watched Flutie as a kid. So, obviously, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, love love Flutie. He was, seemed like a great dude. And uh, that was Monday. And then Tuesday, I got a call saying, hey, so apparently Doug's like really competitive and he don't want to embarrass himself on national TV and he really don't know how to play the game. So he wants to know if you can come in early and maybe teach him a little bit. I was like, well, how early? Uh, Well, can you fly out like this Friday and be there for this Saturday? I was like, well, you know, I got a real life and a job. Um, I don't know. Let me get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do a lot of shucking and jiving and a lot of long days at work to get all my stuff done to take basically that whole next week off. So, you know, it was a lot of shucking and jiving on my end to do it. But man, I'll tell you what, I flew out there Friday night, met up with Jason, uh McCannon. He went with me. Okay. And uh we met up with Doug Saturday morning at a at a park basically, and we set up boards on a tennis court and it was and it was sunny and kind of windy, and we're out there throwing. I'm trying to, you know, show him, but she he got the flat spinning bag pretty quick. He picked yeah. that up real real quick. He really did. But uh, I was like, you know, when, when we play, we're going to be inside. You know, we're not going to have the sun. We're not going to have the wind. We're going to have no. And he's like, well, I, I got a garage big enough. We can go play inside. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And so <laughs> we left there. Um, actually, it was kind of cool because my 15-year-old son, Carson, when I found out I was playing with Doug Flutie, I was like, Carson, you know who Doug Flutie is? He's like, yeah, I know who Doug Flutie is. He plays the, all the Maddens and, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. else, so he knows who all these older players are from the yeah, video he's a, games, he's on right? The Madden,
0: which, uh, Legend Edition, I think, is which, is, which is
2: which is kind of cool, you know. My 15 yeah. year old son knows all these legends that I met that week, so he, it was really cool to him. But, um, so I get in the Escalade with Doug to ride to his house, and I said, Hey, you care if I FaceTime my son? He's like, No, they're no, right ahead. So I FaceTime Carson, I said, Hey, buddy, somebody want to say hi, you know. Carson was like, oh wow hey you know it was neat you know neat to be able to do that do that for my son but we got there and he he uh he pulls a corvette out of the garage and i go in the garage and i'm looking i'm like yeah this might work you know it looks like it would have been close and he's oh no we're not playing here and of course two big barn doors come apart and there's the freaking Batmobile inside the back (laughs) cave i was like really (laughs) he's like yeah really yeah. But I mean, just an absolute great down the earth. I mean, me and him hit it off like just instantly. Just you he, know, instantly he, hit it off.
0: He cracked me up watching it live just because he was so intense. Like you could tell. Like
2: he's a competitor.
0: Well, and that's what I love, though. I mean, that's cool. Like if you want to, if you're gonna do something, you might as well go on. And I think like you were the perfect guy to pair him with because you're kind of like that too.
2: I told Stacy and Trey the same thing. I said you could not have matched me with a better player because we were we were just i mean we hit it off instantly everybody knows i'm competitive and he's fits in that mold. in fact i think i was supposed to be there like two or three hours saturday and i ended up being there saturday and sunday and half of monday and when i left monday afternoon i we left his house at like 1 p.m i got a text from him at eleven fifty-four that same night hey man just made 10 in a row so he's still <laughs> up at midnight practicing trying to get ready <laughs> i mean i was like how cool is this you know dude i love it dude definitely wants to win definitely wants to look good I thought so they did a really good job there. it was great
0: buddy with the with the partners like you and doug i think they uh, did uh, yeah they were uh, devin and I, I doug quarterback from alabama i'm blanking out yeah
1: jones
0: um, i thought they were jones. Both, they're yep. both kind of goofy Mac but their jones. personalities matched so well together it, it just it made for a really good television and uh, it almost worked perfectly with Doug that he had to have like a, like a mask on just cause all you could see is his eyes. And like, he was just like intense. Yeah. I mean, intense. just staring it down. I loved every second of it. And we, um so you got to, you got to golf with him while you're down there, correct? you got so, to meet some cool
2: people. So we went to uh Johnny Damon celebrity golf outing was that week. So like Wednesday night was the pre-party before the golf tournament. So we went to that and, you know, I got to meet like, Rick Barry and Johnny Damon and David Wells and John Daly. And, you know, just all these guys I've watched don't on TV. Don't leave my idol out. Please
1: don't leave Do my what? idol out. Don't. Ken Griffey Jr.
2: And I didn't meet him Jr. until the golf tournament. Okay. Yeah, right. Until until the actual golf tournament. So honestly, I'm either. not going
1: to lie, man. When I saw that, like tears welled up in my eyes. I'm like, <laughs> just, uh, just utter jealousy came over me. It was like when I he had uh... came on our show first before <laughs> the dog cast. It's how Brendan <laughs> yeah. felt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had, that one, I had, that
2: one hit. I had some cool conversation with junior. You're just talking about the father son thing with me and Brett and him and his dad. And we had, we had some cool conversation about that. We really did. Um, awesome. it, it was neat. Yeah, we did. I'm just even
0: more
1: jealous.
2: <laughs>
0: who was, uh, who was like, uh, besides junior, who was uh, somebody else that you met that you just, that they kind of just made like an impression on you.
2: Uh, Rick Berry. Rick Barry. Okay. Rick Berry. Um, he's, 76 years old and he's still in great shape and he's still doing a lot of things. And just, uh, I mean, the night of the party, me and him and Doug stood there for, I bet, 35, 40 minutes just having conversation. And then they started talking about, you know, some of Rick's basketball stuff and some of Doug's football stuff and how they handle different situations. And then Rick just talked about, you know, how things have changed in the world these days, with all the social medias and and the salaries and everything, but he's still involved in kind of entrepreneuring and a lot of stuff like that. But yeah, Rick, Rick Barry, me and him hit it off. I mean, he took a selfie and tagged me on Instagram. Got to meet that guy tonight. How cool was that? I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. But I mean, just I mean, just the the whole list, and you know, I couldn't like I couldn't thank Tracy and stay enough. Trey and Stacy enough for setting me down there and setting me up with that. And it it worked out about as well as it could. I think it was just, it was great. And me and Doug text probably four or five times a week, every week. Just, I mean, we're bros. We hit it off. It was cool. Awesome. And I fixed the Batmobile. It broke down. I fixed it. So really, we were really bros after that.
0: Listen, <laughs> that's like something that not many people in their life can say. No. Like, Right. <laughs> Batmobile Batmobile. That broke down. That's, um, that's, yeah, that's bucketless stuff. I feel like, yeah. I mean,
1: I was Holy definitely, man. I was definitely jealous of the whole, you know, back cave and everything too. Cause I too, I'm a, yeah. a comic book nerd. So, yeah. Yeah, so I was very jealous of that.
0: So, um, let's, let's just change topic just a little bit. Um, Matt, so you're obviously you're playing, the, we haven't talked to you since you've, uh, changed partners, right? So mm-hmm. first year ACL pro this year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, You and Jamie are playing. Yeah. Any any adjustment to playing with somebody? You know, obviously you've played with different people before, but like you and Brett obviously have a great chemistry for so long. And is it something that, um, you know, obviously you're a great player, Jamie's a great player. You guys just go out, hey, you handle your business, I'll handle mine, and we're
2: good? That's exactly it. Exactly it. You, I mean, because even when I play with Brett, it's, we've had the same conversation. I'm playing against this guy, you're playing against that guy you know, and me and Brett have a pretty good core, which we, it took us a while to, to really figure it out over the years and get it going. But, you know, if you notice when I play doubles, my arms go behind my back. I grab my hand and I look down. But if I
1: get mad at Brett though, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> my son. I'm supposed to get mad at him. I'm his dad. Duh. But you know, if you watch me play doubles, my hands go behind my back. I hold my hand, my head goes down. And if, say four or five seconds go by and I haven't seen a bag come, I look because I wear earbuds if they're yelling at me, I can't hear enough. Just like I heard Mac Jones was yelling and doing all kinds of stuff when I was throwing, I didn't hear anything. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if four or five seconds go by, then I look up and they're they're asking my opinion, what should I do? Because before the game, it's, you know, if you want my opinion, ask for it. Otherwise, if you want to shoot a shot, shoot a shot. You know, so it's just kind of Simple, easy stuff, but it's still you know, well, just like uh, the Florida Friday, man, me and Jamie just buzzsawed through eight games. I mean, just buzzsaw. He was on fire, I was on fire. We didn't give up 21 points for the entire eight games combined. We just blew through people. And then the next day I came out in singles and I was like, ooh, ooh, you know, just not the same feel, not the same shot. And I struggled all day through. I had some good, some bad, but no consistent like I'm on fire. Look out! Just it wasn't that day, and then it just kind of got worse as the day went on. But if I would have stayed on fire and Jamie would have stayed on fire,
0: good night. I mean, let me ask you: Were you? Was fatigue a part of it? It might
2: have been, man. Yeah, I mean, Listen, it really I mean, might have been. Talked in about
0: fact, our recap show that. Yeah. I mean, you threw a lot of bags. I mean, cause you were also in the course, well, like, super hole and you did doubles. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, it, like it, went, and it wasn't just the throwing of the bags. It was the week from start to finish the yeah. traveling because in between Doug's, I mean, and I, I don't know how many times I went back and forth across the state of Florida doing different things. You know, we got stuff lined up with the Gronks. I went to go visit my brother a couple of days and I was staying out. I mean, actually I joked with my wife, uh, because we, we flew home Super Bowl night, and I got home, and I was like, eh, you know, I kind of understand why rock stars do cocaine now, because five-hour energies just don't get it. I mean, I was just, like, <laughs> just spent. <laughs>
0: did you find so any karaoke
2: bars? No, did not. Oh, I, I did karaoke at the golf out, you know, the, at oh, the party. You. All right. All <laughs> right. All right. Well, and I'm- Johnny Damon's <laughs> wife came up and out of nowhere and started doing a duet with me. I was like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can't shoot down Johnny David's
2: wife. So. <laughs> all right. So, one, one more but thing. I was exhausted. I was exhausted. So, and that could have been part of it. Just couldn't get the right focus going, you know. So, I think,
0: I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like Fire, Cornhole, and obviously, I think it's because of, you know, who they signed and they pulled in all these big names right off the bat. They're kind of under, lack of better terms, they were under fire right in the beginning, right? So, they, they took a lot of heat. Under scrutiny. Sure. And, I don't know how much you pay attention to comments and I've even kind of like defended you and like sarcastically a few times on there where people have made comments about, you know, either you or Jamie or Eric or Brett, like maybe like they're the bags are just not good. You know what I mean? Like they're just, mm-hmm. if they, if they were using a such and such bag, they'd be winning all this stuff. Can we mm-hmm. put this to rest now? Like, sure. Can you answer that? If you
2: look like, again, if you look at Friday at the national, me and Jamie played eight games against eight pro teams and they give up 21 points. That wasn't the bags. That was us throwing the bag down the freaking middle of the board in the hole. Yep. And when we sucked Friday, that wasn't the bags. That was us not throwing the bag down the middle of the board into the hole. Look at Myrtle Beach. I averaged 83% in the hole. That was me being on fire. Look I at just, Florida. I averaged whatever it was, 9.8. That was me. It wasn't the bags. It's the player. You throw the bag straight, you throw the bag down the middle, you're going to win a lot of games. Plain and simple. All right, so don't care know, what bag you, you got it you now. Throw, you, you heard it. Heard it from, the guy. We'll heard it from that
0: guy himself. The bags are fine. Okay, so just, just
2: Sat, the Fire it, bags the, already. Like Saturday at the, the Saturday at the, at the at the Bluegrass Saturday. I sh- I wasn't on fire. I struggled. That was me. Sunday at the Bluegrass, I was on fire. I threw seventy three in a row. That was me. I mean, it's it's the person throwing the bag. I'm sorry. If you don't like it, then tough shit. <laughs> well, um, Lyle, we uh, actually, make- quick, funny, real quick, please, funny yes. story. I just heard it on the radio, and it cracked me up. Cracked oh, me well. up. So, these guys were talking about being being in a pro am on a golf course, right? And the pro shoots first, tees off, and lands a shot five feet from the pin. Next guy tees off, shanks it. Next guy tees off, shank it. Next guy tees off, shanks it. So the the pro am guy says, "Let me see your club." The last guy to shot. And it was a left-handed club, and the pro-am was right-handed. And uh, he's like, that's a left-handed club. He's like, that's all right. So pro tees off again, puts it three feet from the pin. Not the club, man. I mean, right? It's not. (laughs) No, it's not. You can get what you feel comfortable with. You can get what you feel comfortable with, but you still had to perform it.
0: Correct. There's a... (laughs) We had mentioned this, um, I think even earlier in this episode, there's always going to be some sort of a learning curve whenever you get something brand new into your hand. I mean, Allison, sure. you can touch on this too. If you picked up a brand new bag, if you're a pro player and you can throw the bag straight, it's, there's going to be some sort of a learning curve. But eventually, you're going to figure out the nuances of a bag, and you're, you can still be very
1: successful with it. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people didn't give the fire cornhole bags time to break in either. They just felt them, and they were just like, it's not what I'm used to feeling, so I'm going to throw it to the side. They should have kept throwing it, but all right.
2: Everybody that touches my bag say they feel great.
1: Exactly. But
2: they're nice and broken.
4: Yes. I mean, y'all did have some guys throwing uh, fire bags down in uh, Kentucky this weekend. Gary was throwing them, uh, Matt Morton, and uh, Bradley Powers were throwing them when y'all were teaming up together. Yeah, when
2: we teamed up, yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. So, Lyle, we did not forget about you. Thank you. That's and right. I'm chiming in to, to stay important. I, I know. I
2: know. You're just <laughs> leaving your hand over there in a while. Keep like drinking that. your Bud Light, Lyle.
4: <laughs> I'll get louder as the mic goes off. <laughs> um, so you have
0: become, you've come to know uh, Matt and Allison pretty well, you know, and some other pros since you've been involved in the game. Um, can you let everyone know kind of your involvement in the game of Cornhole right now and kind of how you came to uh, – to start up Woodbury management group and all this kind of stuff just kind of gives the rundown.
4: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was never a good cornhole player. I I could, I could beat my, my very, very local buddies. Uh, But you know, I knew Jason McCannon back in the day. He and I have been friends for, for over a decade or so. uh, I could beat him one out of eight or 10. So that'll tell you about where I'm at. He's, (laughs) you know, he's much better than I am. Um, And so I was working with Jason as he was uh, starting up Fire Cornhole because I'm an intellectual property attorney as well as a startup business attorney, and helping him uh, with Fire a little bit on the legal side, and uh, got in contact with some of these players as he was putting the teams together, working on the sponsorship agreements, and just trying to figure out where to go. And as I'm talking to Matt and Brett and Jamie and Eric, I realized, man these these guys they're worth more than this. Like they're, you know, should, should I be helping Jason out or should I be helping uh, these players <laughs> out? And I, there, there was, I just saw so much opportunity and uh, I've, I've got a lot of entrepreneurial experience working with, with various folks. And I've even worked on some of the, uh, some sports related and celebrity related startup companies and social media aspects. So I thought, you know what, let's, let's give this a try. Let's, let's see if I can help these guys out. Uh, one thing led to another and, you know, I kind of stepped away from what fire was doing and, and started working directly with the, the players and spun up Woodbury management with some buddies of mine that were uh, heavily involved in the music industry, you know, doing national tours and working on a lot of uh, logistics and things that I thought would be the useful to this. And um, we, we started this up and, here we are now. It's just kind of learn as you go and take it one step at a time. Eat the elephant one bite at a time. So what, what do you see
0: – like what are would you say are the goals for, for this uh, – for the sports management group?
4: Man, right so now –
0: But light. <laughs>
4: yeah. I mean, that, that was the first main goal is we wanted to find a major national sponsor. Uh, that's a big but, deal. I don't think people realize that. Like that's – I mean –
0: Outside of the Who ACL, doesn't?
1: that's a huge
0: deal. Well, no, I mean, I mean, but outside of like the ACL, like getting like Johnsonville or something, I mean, this is mm-hmm. the first major corporate sponsor a player has had, right?
2: Yep. Yep. Big time deal. That's my impression. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I listen, I'm I a agree, huge Cornell yeah, I mean, nerd. I, I pretty
2: much have followed
0: everybody.
4: I mean, I, this that's the first major deal I've ever remember seeing. Well, Matt Guy was critical in it. I mean, he's the one that kind of he, he'd been working. Drinks a lot of Bud Light. uh working at it for a while and
1: he uh, passed <laughs> the
4: ball over to me and uh, you just have to show
1: like video clips of him with a Bud Light. You
4: know, it was the karaoke um, videos. Th- we we did actually have those. I, I did <laughs> I did go through his social media and find him and Bud Light together. Okay. holding hands and swing on the swing sit together the whole nine yards. There you go. Yeah. So where do you see? No, him? but he, he introduced me to a, a local distributor uh and then we just worked our way up the chain and and once we got to the people that could actually make decisions, we just had to sell them that, you know, cornhole is an actual thing you should get involved in. Luckily, Bud Light had been involved in some local ACL tournaments before in a, in a small fashion, so they weren't unfamiliar with the sport. And the people we were talking to, there uh, was a female and her husband had uh, been watching the collegiate championships on on TV recently, and that kind of helped. You know, grease the wheels a little bit. Luckily, uh, one thing led to another. They uh, they pulled the trigger. That's awesome.
0: And yeah. um, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into making those, right? Like making like big corporate
4: sponsor and a little bit of luck, right? I mean, there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of just silence and no's. and then somebody pops up and said, "What'd you say?" And you chase them hard, and then they say, "Never mind, never mind, sorry, we're not." It's actually. like trying to get I mean, there's a, there's mind. a lot of that. Yeah, Do you know what?
0: It's like trying to get interviews for a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what Sean does. It he's very overbearing about it. Like, I mean, I pretty much just have to like wink and like show a dimple. Usually works out okay. But sorry, to each their own. Yeah, he wasn't doing it. Alison, I got along great. I mean, uh she kicked my ass on the boards, which I respect you greatly for. But. Never tell people that it's not an accomplishment. All right. I just want to forewarn
3: you.
0: (laughs) So uh, let me get your opinion on something. So as kind of, I don't want to, don't take this the wrong way. It's like an outsider, right? Of the sport, right? You're not a professional player. You're representing players. Do you, do you see it like as a realistic possibility, like within like, we'll say five years, right? Where a significant number and I put whatever number you want with it of Cornell players have the potential to maybe make a
4: living just doing this?
0: I mean, because I think. I know.
4: I mean, a couple people are right now. I mean, Jamie Graham doesn't work. Uh, Eric Anderson, uh, he's another one. I'm sure there's others out there. Uh, But next year, I think absolutely you're going to see some other players take that leap. And I think what it's going to take is for some more of these corporate and national and, and more polished sponsors to come in that aren't, local or cornhole related. And once you see a couple more cornhole I, I think it's going to be a waterfall. And in the next two to three years, you're going to see a lot more players polishing their image, their social media, uh, going up. The ACL is doing a great job of expanding the fan base. You know, We're going to have spectators in Wichita and Las Vegas. Uh, DraftKings, I mean, they're – I mean, you can just rattle off one thing after another, but everything that's happened over the last year and that's going into the next year, I think all points to the direction of this is exponentially growing, and there's more opportunity. So yeah, one of the things we've talked
0: about um, a few times on the show is, I think that there, as professional players, in order for the sport to grow and to get like the like, I guess if you want to call it like national attention there needs to be an awareness of social media and the importance on self-marketing. Is that something mm-hmm. that you stress to people that you represent? And maybe Matt, you can even touch on this too. Like, do you tell them like, Hey, there, this is a really important aspect of it because it's an easy way to reach, you know, potentially millions of people at just doing something as easy as making a poster. And it's... I, I have a hard time. Sometimes I see people who are sponsored. Right. And and I, I'm not taking a shot at anybody, but like, let's say they're, they're sponsored by Reynolds or something. Right. And, and I'm wearing a Reynolds shirt. So Jeff, I love you. But, um, but then they, like, all they do is like, they'll share the post that like Reynolds makes like that to me, that that's not, that's not like promoting a brand. Do, like, is that
4: something that you would speak to your, your players about? Like, do you know what I mean? Like. Well, Matt and Brett were, we're pretty far along. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't have to speak to them very much about anything. In fact, Matt, Matt knows TikTok much better than I do. And I'm
2: learning.
4: From <laughs> I mean, I'm an I'm old man when it comes to that. Uh, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. I'm, I,
2: I'm like two or three weeks ahead of
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, tried to tackle it.
2: Allison, is that something
0: that you, um, that you try to do? Like, are, are, are you involved? Are you, is it something that you're trying to work on to become more involved?
3: Yeah, I think, I think so, especially for the women's game. I think it, it's going to be completely um, once we're able to put the niche into the women's game for that, I think that's going to take off tremendously. And I think sometimes it's like knowing, you know, how to market this and how to get into that groove and, you um, yes, I'm, I am so thankful for the sponsors I have this year. I'm not, this is like, they're amazing. I mean, I'm glad they've put the faith in me for year one of being a pro, but you know, is, it's that too, is these national sponsors that they're talking about too. I mean, there's going to have to be an outlet to, to say, Hey, yeah, we need this, or we're looking for that. And especially from the women's side, it's, it's gonna be, you know, clothing and okay. things that, like, you know, that are that's easily, you know, to me, it looks like it's easily marketable. We the ACL's providing the, the opp- side, I think you nailed it. They're I providing mean, the opportunity for there's us to be on there. TV. And yeah. that just seems like it goes hand in hand to me. Well, I say
1: there, there's so many great personalities in the women's game, and you're you're one of them, Allison. And like I I you're you guys have an easy outlet you're right to like get national sponsorship and stuff um you know but also with with you just doing your ghost games and stuff and posting all that i mean to me that's exposure i mean that that people are seeing that and that's almost to me like as good as going on and just pumping up your sponsor like once a month or something like if you're actually there like putting in the work and showing people that you're putting in the work To me, that's that's exposure as well. So
3: yeah. And we were the only we were the only live sport there for a while without all the restrictions. And we were able to get some of the pros from you know 2020. They were able to get into the locations and then we were doing ghost games online. So that was like easy to say, hey, here we are. You have all this marketing money and we're here, we're ready. So (laughs) our sport is ready.
0: I mean, Lyle. I think it goes back to you and I talked to a few weeks ago about um, the jersey, the jersey saga, if you want to call it, right? So, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, I couldn't even read the the sponsor's logo and stuff. Like, well, if you're, if that's all you're doing for your sponsor is putting a logo on your jersey, you're doing something wrong. And it, it, there's there's so many more opportunities. Um, I would I would kind of venture to say, like, maybe even women have more of an opportunity to. Brand themselves like with leggings and I mean you could put logos anywhere, but it's just it it makes me laugh when people are complaining, like, well, I couldn't even see the the small logo who they're sponsored by. You should already know who they're Man,
4: sponsored look by. Look at my guy's it, background it, right it, there. I, know. I, He's I, doing it I, right yep. now.
2: Yep, <laughs> look at my background. Yeah. And if you look and if you watched me on TV in Florida, I had a, yep. a sleeve on my left arm. I have yep. seen a lot of comments. Why in the hell did you wear the sleeve on his left arm, his right hand? Well, just look at the sleeve. What did it say? I guess what they said?
1: <laughs> I yeah, yeah I mean, you got I your, your right, man. Yeah, you hats sleeves.
4: pants shoes leggings sleeves
1: yeah. I mean, you I know, know you've got guys tumblers
4: you man. can drink out of there's there's a thousand ways to do it and tattoos. You know, i mean yourself face, face yourself. tattoos right there the whole nine yards
1: yeah a little teardrop of like woodbury management man so, i think that.
0: <laughs> i think one of the the ones in um he's he's a cleveland local who i think does a great job of representing all the sponsors and just growing the game into um cito soto um, yeah. is, is he, is he like a top 10 pro? No, but you know, who Adrian you, Johnson. By. you know, he's a BG guy, you know, he's, you know, any local companies because he represents them all over the place and is constantly. And I think he does such a great job. And I just think that mm-hmm. some of the younger players, they're, they're just missing out on a huge opportunity and just players in general. And just like, if we want the game to grow as big as it could be, it's
4: going to take a whole group effort. It can't just be, you know, well, three or four of them. I think one of the most important things that gets lost with the cornhole world is there's this very tight cornhole maniac world. And a lot of people play to that world and you get your, your 60 likes or you get those same people commenting all the time. But what they're, what we're not doing is expanding outside of that Instagram and Twitter, I think is going to become more and more important doing sharp like images and graphics and video is going to become more and more important. These live streams are great for all of us that spend all, like now I'm a complete cornhole addict. Like I spend we call a all weekend loser. doing nothing. It's
0: okay. You yeah, what?
4: Okay. We call it
1: cornhole loser here on the show, but it's okay.
4: Loser, nerd, dork. I, I'm all just put cornhole them on. Me nerds now. throwing <laughs> around
1: a lot too. Especially when Sean yeah. goes all like statistician on us.
4: But those, those live streams are, are great for all of us, but they're not, those casual observers, those people that are playing at the tailgates, they're they're a little less interested in that. They they need something a little bit more compact, and so we've got to figure out a way to reach those new audiences and and kind of expand a little bit. And I don't think corporate big sponsors are for everybody, but they're for a group. And still, when you're reaching outside, you're going to be able to get those regional restaurants once the pandemic closes. You're going to be able to get those regional businesses that that aren't necessarily national, but that are interested in appealing to a larger market. 100%.
0: Um, So Matt and Allison, now Allison, I know you're not uh, like uh, um, a Woodbury management client maybe yet. Um, In general, do you guys feel like this is an important step? Like Matt, do you feel like uh, this is something that you see most players or do you find it beneficial for players to have like a management group to help you deal with all these things and find sponsors and you feel like it's going to be more of the norm, let's say three to five years from now, where players are you know, represented by outside individuals instead of them, you know, doing all the bootstrap work, going to mom and pop places locally, stuff like that.
2: Yep. Yep. Because so I've been, everybody knows I've been playing for 20 years mm-hmm. in 20 years. I was able to get one sponsor by myself. You know, uh, Slick Woody's right. Yeah. Slick yeah. Woody's. And that's being, the best out there for 20 years more or less you know i was able to get one sponsor (laughs) now again the game's grown because the game's been on tv so would it be easier these days sure um but do you need somebody that actually knows how to do business absolutely (laughs) (laughs) because i don't you know i'm I'm a sales guy my everyday job i don't know how to do business like lyle knows how to do business so yeah you got to have somebody representing you in my opinion and and like for someone like me you know i still have my normal job working you know it's probably 50 55 hours a week now and so i'll work my long days monday through friday i'll go down to the barn and you know maybe three nights a week and try to get at least an hour maybe an hour and a half in. and then it's like oh man i gotta do a tiktok video and i try to cop with something <laughs> to do tiktok where these young guys You know, they have all day. They should be doing so much stuff. Traveling the
0: country and going to play.
2: You know, put the video controller down and go do some stuff to to grow your social media or or get some sponsors. You know, they have all the time in the world. Shame on them.
1: And the video game controller is why the young generation has the strong hand grip. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Allison, what are your thoughts? So how did you come about your sponsor? Did you do the work yourself? And if so, if you did do it yourself, was it something that like, you're like, I, you you would definitely see the added benefit from going to a management group or something like that?
3: Uh, I I, honestly, uh, Brad and I've known each other maybe 10, 15 years, uh, with AR roofing. So that one was, um, kind of a local, I'm going to help you. Mm -hmm. And, um, really it was just, He's given he and a man have given me amazing opportunity in my hometown to be able to represent their wonderful company um them and uh yes, I think it is difficult me i am just like mad I work a regular job, so uh I'm gone during the day and you know I have to teach school I have to teach these kids so you know at the end of the day, it, it, it's, if it keeps growing like it's growing and yeah. these big national sponsors start getting involved, mm-hmm. we are going to need, probably going to need some help.
0: Oh, <laughs> so a doubt. Obviously it's not a without different a show, but I mean, same thing with us. Like we, we try to get sponsors for the show and I know how hard it is. I mean, you have to put in a lot of time I and mean, you have to build relationships yep. and, you yep. know, just because you build a relationship, you know, you become friends. it's, they can still say no just as easily you know I mean and
3: and granted and that doesn't take anything away from the game yes we have to be there we have to practice enough to be there in the on the you know we have to make the finals so that we're on the broadcast to be able to be eligible you know for a, a company to look in and say well that person's been in the broadcast um x amount of times this year that's that, that might would be great for our company so you know keeping up with all that those stats too and just saying hey look you know i think you know we would represent this in this sort of way or um
0: you're representing the country too so i mean that's kind of cool
3: yeah i, I mean. we had an awesome opportunity with that this past year yeah. that was yeah. that was cool. definitely a highlight for and for, for, and for me, for me i know it was a highlight. highlight i was yeah,
0: frank was, took, frank was very uh nice and came on again when we were very uh just like matt like when we were very just starting out it really it helped us <laughs> out a lot so we're we're all, we're in his debt for for a while so i was you
3: know. i was in his i was in his ear a lot of weeks before that going hey i think we might can do this co-ed thing will you play this co-ed thing <laughs> please yeah. can can we try out for co-ed and you know um you couldn't do both you had to pick so right. uh he he decided to go with it and I sure I'm glad he did.
1: That's awesome.
0: No pressure on you though. If you convinced him, you had to show up.
3: We'll show <laughs> I had to do it. Right. Well, go, ahead,
0: go
1: ahead. Well, no, I mean if I was gonna I was gonna announce your your time that you have. I know you've been waiting for it. What time? For you to for you to nerd out about the new patent.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I yeah. So I, I am a I loser. F- I figured I, it's
1: time. I, while Sean's doing this, I'm actually, I'm gonna go take my dog out real quick. I'm sure I'll come back and nothing will be accomplished yet okay
0: <laughs> so for people who have been involved in the game um obviously there's been there, there's been like whispers I, I i not even whispers. i think it's been pretty widely known that there's been a like a pending patent for the game changer right um for those of you if you're listening to the show and you don't know what the game changer is you might be listening to the wrong show but it's that it's a bag that you see on all cornhole with the yep Allison's hole it up right there 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 it is um it's it's a pretty um, all encompassing. It is a super dry read. Okay. I, I had heard through the grapevine that it, it it had gone through somewhat of the approval process. Allow you can correct me where I'm wrong, but um, so, and, but people were like, I couldn't find it. Well, I did some digging. I ended up finding the original application myself um, with all the diagrams and everything. I don't know how people weren't searching. They just, I feel like, I, I mean, I found it in like five, 10 minutes and then um, you were nice enough to send me some other stuff and the stuff that you sent me really shit was a dry. Um, so I, I reached out to you. We had talked a few weeks before I knew that you were a lawyer. I didn't know um, what your background was. And I, I even mentioned to you, I'm like, I don't know if patent law is like anything you know about and what, and you replied was like, patent law is actually like what I do. So, my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, can you break it down into kind of like layman's terms, I guess, like, Best you can, like, obviously, whatever you feel comfortable saying about what is going on and uh, what it all kind of encompasses.
4: Yeah, I mean, first of all, patents themselves and patent law is extremely dry and technical, even to the inventors that I represent and the companies I represent, trying to explain it to the people that invented it. Sometimes they do not enjoy reading the patents I write on the stuff that they invented. I mean, it's listen, it I, is that dry tech for you, man. Like a whole. New that is. <laughs> Total nerd. Um, uh, Cornhole a lot more exciting. I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so what? You're right. They've they've been allowed. It will issue into a patent. There, there's no doubt about that. Now it's not a patent quite but yet. When but is it going it, to it will officially like take effect? Do you know that yet? You'll, in the next month uh I didn't I haven't checked it over the last week but it could be in the next couple weeks but this is something that you had been following somewhat or you were familiar with yeah I became aware of it uh I don't know late last or mid late last year and I've been kind of tracking it since then and uh what I saw is you know it it had been rejected several times that's very typical in a patent application in fact 90 percent of what you files get get rejected the first time and you got to go back and you've got to kind of explain to the examiner, okay, here's my invention, here's why it's different, here's why it's unique. And essentially what they've been allowed is they have a center portion that's high friction, and then surrounded by it and around completely is a lower friction portion on one side, and then on the other side can be whatever. Correct. So that's essentially what they have patented. Anybody that is has a, a material or a side – with two different fabrics, the center fabric being completely surrounded by an outer fabric that has a lower coefficient of friction is essentially infringing. In that case, it's square. It could be different shape. I mean, they they literally
0: list out the different shapes. Good quadrilateral. Um, Yeah. I mean, they, they do, they go very in depth with a lot of the stuff. I mean, which I, which I understand when you're getting into the finer two things, it was, I was, I was taken back with how specific it was
4: right uh what I would suggest is if you do read it only read what I would call the independent claims the yeah. ones that say the claim invention is anything after that that says yeah the invention of claim one or the invention of claim four those are dependent claims just ignore them for now yeah. all you want there's there's i think three or four of them and essentially it just says we have something centered that's surrounded by something with a lower coefficient of friction you're infringing our patent that's, that's generally what you got to think about and so th- there's a lot out there that is going to be infringing and so i think i don't know if all cornell owns it frank bottlin owns it he's the inventor whether he's licensed i don't know what what the, the background is there but but they're going to want to enforce that against people that are copying it. the the and one I thing i thought
0: that was interesting is um in the the copy that i found it had some of the amended uh, it was like the amended version and how they had changed some of the wording and how they went from changing certain wording to something. It was, I thought it was actually, it was very smart how they did it and how they approached it. They weren't going just strictly materials, but they went the coefficient of friction because that Mm -hmm. to me, that really
4: broadens the horizon of what, um, what it includes. Um, Yeah. I'll uh, give their attorneys credits. When I was talking to some other people before the last edits uh came along I, I didn't think that they were going to get as strong a patent as they did and they did they had an interview with the examiner they reviewed it with the examiner really went back and explained why it's important in cornhole for that to happen because you know as it's somebody that doesn't play and they're just looking at a bag and again they don't understand why it's important for it to be able to slide in the hole like it does the, the, the way it works and the way they explained it to the examiner really Help them get a very strong patent. So would they have to essentially
0: prove to the examiner that it was advantageous that their method would provide some sort of competitive advantage? Then, right, exactly.
4: That's that's exactly it. You're you're a patent attorney now. I listen. I listen. I, I did my homework, <laughs>
0: man. I don't I don't come on these things lightly. Um, the the one thing when I was reading through it that I thought was the most interesting, obviously. I think a lot of people understand, okay, like you can't throw a piece of suede on top of the thing and stitch it on, right? We get that. It can't be centered mass. But the other thing was um, you can't have any other material in an array of any kind that's going to decrease the speed. So it can't be um, any type of material, not just suede. It can't be um, dots. um, We'll call them speed reducing points on a bag Um, that a very well-known cornhole company currently comes out with. And I don't want to mention names and everything. I don't want to get in all that well, stuff.
4: Well, yeah, and would I'm that, an attorney, so I got to be careful. What in, I, in your opinion, would that like kind of fall under that though? So you said array, and I wouldn't say that array is what we're covering, but let's say part of that array involves a higher coefficient of friction centered, completely surrounded by a lower coefficient of friction. Well, that's what the patent says. So regardless of that, there's other elements there, other arrays there. That could be infringing. Okay. Now, I mean, you're, and I know the bag you're talking about, and I mean, we're talking about Ultras and all. Corners. Correct. Ultra Control dots. All right. we'll Throw it
1: out there. Right. Yeah. So How dare you guys? You both. I'll be. How dare you. I'll
4: be. Just one. I think, all cornhole or whoever owns that patent has a strong argument. I think Ultra's has a counter arguments. It's possible, but I think it will fall on the weaker side. Uh, can, so I, can I ask you a question? Like, kind that's of. That's not going
0: to be right an there? easy decision. A little bit off. So, like, if Ultra can show that they had artwork or designed a bag with these dots before the patent had been established, is that enough to
4: dispute something like that? Not established. It has to be. They have to have publicly disclosed it, okay. or possibly invented it uh, prior to the application being filed. So the initial application
0: there. or the amendment. That's correct. Now, the initial application. Okay, so that would be 2018. I think this was filed.
4: Uh,
2: I got your link. I thought up right the amendment
0: was 2019. I could be wrong too, though. But again, I'm just. I uh,
2: thought you were a nerd. Get your crap together. <laughs> you. <laughs> <It's>, uh, uh,
4: <laughs> May 9th, is currently 2018. currently hammering Bud Lights right now as we talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's May 9th, 2018. Look, there's a. If they end up in an actual legal dispute, yeah. Whether or not they're infringing is just one aspect. There are all kinds of ways to, to attack this patent. Yeah. And it's in a patent litigation, it gets very expensive. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it could, it could go even more. So th- there's a lot of ways to go here. I don't think either side has a slam dunk, but I do think there are strong arguments to be had here. And I think with the money involved, there will be arguments. Yeah, 100%. Well, I think where it gets hairy is
0: the the ACL bag stamp. You know, like, so someone like Ultra is, let's use, like, the Viper, like Their most popular bag. They have the control dots. You know, they paid money to the ACL to get these bags approved. Now, if all of a sudden they're not and they were already paying royalty, I mean, are they – I mean, it just just – I mean, I don't –
4: it's really not the ACL's job to figure out if there's patent infringement here. Yeah, that's Uh, a roll
2: of the dice it sounds like yeah
4: yeah, and and you know up until two weeks from now there hasn't been a a patent so there's really up until now there there hasn't been anything to discuss uh they they can't enforce rights until that patent actually issues yeah so it's i just Uh, i I found a great area there as well but we don't need a totally totally nerd out yeah, not, we can do that off. We can do that off recording. Yeah. I,
1: like, I have a question <laughs> for you. Can we can we patent talking about Cornhole?
4: Um Well, I mean it. you can pay me to file it, but it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> He sounds expensive. It doesn't sound like a slam dunk, so <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna pass. I, I would I would advise you not to. <laughs>
1: right, thank you so much.
0: All right. Um let's say um you want to go into uh fun random shit?
1: Well I don't know, do you wanna yeah, no, you wanna, yeah, yeah. You wanna let's go let it rip
0: so we uh we always end it matt you might re- uh remember this we always end our interviews with a segment we call fun random shit so we just we're gonna fire stuff off at you Dane normally takes over the segment um and then i did make a post earlier and ask for questions so i'll see while Dean's going yeah at you guys i'll look up uh some of these questions okay
1: well, allison i'm gonna i'm gonna let it rip with you um so a third what? grade teacher
3: Go first because i don't even I, know what just, i'm doing
1: just because <laughs> okay, why not go ahead.
3: you've been quiet for
1: too long. So, all right. So you're a third grade teacher. Give me me your funniest story as a third grade teacher.
3: My funniest story.
1: Yeah. Come on. You got to have some good ones. I know how I was in third grade and I know the hell I put my teacher through.
3: Uh, I'd have to think about that for a minute.
1: No names, please. All right. We don't need these kids, you know, to be heckled in their later (laughs) years in life. All right. Well, um, think about that. I have another one think. for you. Just, just ponder this one as well. So you mentioned that you used to run the, the boards in your school because you guys had some there. Like, did you make any boys cry on the boards? Yes. <laughs>
0: she did. <laughs> she she did. We're not asking for names. We don't okay? need names.
1: Or actually, for this one, please call them out because they should be <laughs> adults by now, obviously. So.
4: Especially I mean, her, aren't there adults she's made cry on the board? There has to be adult men that have cried because they
1: got just crushed by her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not going there. He's <laughs> smiling there. too hard, so
1: we know it has happened probably more than once, obviously. I mean... Yeah. That's a funny third grade teacher. You want me to go to Matt next?
3: Come yeah, go, go to Matt. Let me think.
1: All right. Well, Matt, I had, yep. I had one question for you. Did Doug you have the Hail Mary ball. No. Damn it. No, really? Okay. God, I wish he had it.
2: If he did, I don't remember seeing it. If he did, I mean, you know, obviously we got the picture with the Heisman. He had all his helmets around the room. He had the poster of the drop kick.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, Dude, um, best dropkick in NFL history.
2: Listen, still we're, Doug we're,
0: we're rugby players, too, right? So, like, yeah. seeing a guy do a drop kick in football, that was so cool. Dude, like it's not it that really, fucking
1: hard. I it, it's really hard, like, it's crazy.
0: But hey, it's fourth and
1: cool. goal, you go for it, and guess what? If that first pass option isn't there, dropkick it. Yeah. There right. you go, three points. Right, right,
2: right. Yep. But, and no, it, I, did, I do not think he had the ball from the Hail Mary. I don't think so. Right. We all talked about that story a lot.
1: I have another shot in the dark for you, Matt, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping maybe the wind was pushing the right way. But what did Ken Griffey Jr. smell like? Because I'm that big of I'm I'm that big of a fan, man. I want to know. I apologize, That
2: I definitely cannot answer. I have no clue.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I would not answer just, it either. I think you need to yeah. shift your priorities when you meet people. Maybe give them a whiff. You know, it's memorable. Smell is the number one memorable sense.
2: Actually, as I was walking up to him, I may have farted. So that maybe that could have been why. My- hey, oh. there's, there's a <laughs> a memory. There's a memory.
0: Lyle, all right. So you are you do play cornhole. Yes. What now? Okay, we know you. Okay, Matt, just plug your ears for a second. You don't have to say fight. What bags do you throw? Like, what are you? What's your like? What's your go to bag if you're going? <laughs> what do
4: they sell at Walmart? Me. I, I don't i don't actually right now i don't have a cornhole set at home uh, really? oh, i've it's been about three or four years mine mine were, were given away but uh i'm in the process of making some boards and of okay. course getting some carbacks oh yeah of course yeah have you have you had an opportunity to throw them all uh i was at jason's house and i threw around some prototypes but uh okay. when he was developing various bags i have no idea what exactly i was throwing or even if they made the final cut okay okay we but i, I can tell they were completely different than anything i'd put in my hand before yeah we just got the yeah. the blaze
0: in Pro bags yeah we just got the blaze in so we i haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to throw them yet but they they seem they seem nice so
4: they're i'm, I'm excited to test them out right. i think I he's got blades. some mid-season yeah. approvals too that he's about to, mm-hmm. yeah. to yeah launch
1: that's gonna. I mean, that's gonna keep us in business. Honestly, I yeah, think I mean, ACL did it for us.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Definitely Allison, keep giving you something to talk about, right? Yeah.
1: Hell yeah, Allison. We're coming back around to you. All right. She was like sitting there, like first question. You, you don't have an answer? Like funniest, funniest? I, like, I don't.
3: I, I mean, means? I don't really have anything crazy funny. I mean, I've got some good times where, like, uh, good times can be funny. Well, we one time we had the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they we did the play three hundred and sixty at our school, and oh, man, they, yeah. they the football team showed up at the school unannounced. I guess they do that for kind of like media purposes. They don't want everybody swamping them or That's whatnot. Awesome.
0: How long ago was uh, that?
3: It's been about. I, don't, I want to say two years ago they were so there. Was like Cam
1: Newton. Yeah, either, Cam so. Newton still.
3: Yeah, he wasn't with them, but it was okay. um, the kicker and um, a couple of the running backs. And so okay. we they decided to choose me. Uh, they were going to do these little – for the play 360, you have to do, like, um, all these different uh, types of exercises. So uh I got put see, in the this push is funny.
1: All right, we're there. This is this
3: is really <laughs> embarrassing. I got put in the push-up contest. <laughs> so they picked me against our gym teacher, which I was like, okay, first of all, you put me in here doing and what it is is in 60 seconds you have to see how many push-ups you can do. Well, of course. The video went viral. I mean, I I I did all I could do. I mean, he run me all the way to the end, but and he out push ups me in a in the sixty seconds. But look, I couldn't. I don't think I could move my arms for like three days because I tried so hard to. Well, Allison, I'm
1: telling you what, if if that ever happens again, you're getting chosen again. Except this time, you're a pro athlete, so you gotta show up because I don't think your gym teacher is.
3: oh uh, look he and and he at first I wondered like kind of what he was thinking because we were both like facing each other I don't know I wish I would have known I would have pulled the video so you all could have saw it but it was
0: (laughs) are you kidding me I'm already looking it up so
1: (laughs) if not we'll we'll see in the future and I expect to see the video
0: so uh, speaking of that are you going to go to the clash again this year in Iowa yeah yeah
3: I'd like to, um, our schedule's getting pretty crazy with the pro shootout this summer. So, um, I'll have to just tentatively plan for it for sure. But yeah, um, we were just talking the other day, Samantha and I were about all the events we have coming up. So, yeah.
2: so we're trying to nationals it. open shootout oh, I get yeah, it. busy schedule.
0: I get it. Um, so somebody on Facebook, they wanted to know, um, for Matt Allison for a doubles partner. Is it, is it now more important to have chemistry with your partner or is it more important to have the best two players um, and just kind of pair them together? Like, do you think that's more
2: important? That's two players that are hot. <laughs> I think it's interesting, I mean, though, because, know, like, you look at, like, I feel Malone like and me Clem. and Jamie are two of the best, but, you know, there's been a couple of times where we haven't been hot and we lose.
0: Yeah, that's so, true. So,
2: I mean, I think – I mean, me personally, I mean, there is something to chemistry. Like, I lo- absolutely just love playing with Brett. but um, I'm still trying to throw every bag in the hole, and your partner, either, and still trying to throw every bag in the hole. So, chemistry aside, I'm still playing against my guy, and you're still playing against your guy. So, give me the best two players over chemistry any day.
3: <laughs> for sure. And I think for me, um, I'm the player that thrives off of. You know, my partner's down there like, and she, and Samantha, her and I are both really good at saying, hey, you know what? Don't worry about that. Let's get the next one. So it kind of drains out what just happened. Sometimes that's very hard as an athlete to let something go if you mess up or you don't throw it in the hole. And I, lately I've been saying my motto is tens don't win because in this game now you got to put them all in the hole. And that's just the way it goes and they're both down there going don't you know if you if you mess up you know we're human keep going just yeah. keep putting them in
1: 100 i like the phrase because like it kind of it kind of rhymes with the southern twang that you have
3: yeah Tens <laughs> like- don't win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that question was brought by chandler jones just because i know if i didn't say his name i was gonna get yeah, a message, tomorrow. message back gonna, excuse good. me what <laughs> um so we want to thank you all for for hopping on um this was awesome. Yeah, I had um, I had
1: I had one question to bring back to Matt real quick. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not, to, not to cut you off so abruptly, but so you, you mentioned uh you know that you like having the two best players play together. So my, mm-hmm. my question is for the chemistry, like do you do you feel like it's almost more of like a, a job when you're just playing with the two best players than as opposed to when you're playing with Brett? And like you like it's not quite as much joy
2: uh i would say in the win there's probably not as much joy but the goal is to win and win as much cash as you can
1: so that's
2: that's that's the goal
1: i mean when you're a pro i mean i you, that is your job
2: that's your job
1: folks this is what matt guy is who matt guy is because that's like the most pro answer i've ever heard in my life yes. I just you know i just thought of it the question of if,
0: anyone, <laughs> if anyone in uh in the cornhole world is looking for patent work reach out to lyle um, <laughs> seriously um you've been a, he's been a huge help behind the scenes yeah, I except appreciate he told it. us we
1: shouldn't try to patent I, well, talking about cornhole so i all right i mean I, i'm out of ideas then it's all good
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh we uh we'll keep you guys on just for a second but uh we'll let everyone else go so um but thank you guys for
2: joining us we appreciate it Enjoyed it my pleasure thanks